We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Fear It Goes. Today, we have an incredible import. We have someone who has come to this country who offers something absolutely beautiful, and I'm so excited to share his story with you. His name is Nermit Giri. His story starts in Mumbai, and it's the journey that he takes to where he is today. And I want to welcome him and you along this journey through the eye of a lens. Welcome to Fear It Goes, the podcast all about taking your fears with you and doing it anyway. I'm your host, Brandi Taylor. I want to welcome you here, Nirmit. It's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us at Fear It Goes. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You have quite an interesting journey that you have taken, not only leaving your country, but coming into a new country and then being kicked out and, <laughs> and how you survived it all. <laughs> oh man, it's, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, a, it's an interesting journey. And now that I think about it, it's, um, you know, how you end up wherever you are, you end up comparing your life with someone else's and you think, nah, it's not that interesting. But um, I'm one of those lucky guys who would just say that, you know what, this is not really bad. This is very interesting. <laughs> you have had a very interesting life and I'm really grateful that you're here to share it with people. So I think we should start with um, where you grew up and mm -hmm. why you chose to leave there uh -huh. and, and then move on from there. So let's start with where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Mumbai, um, or Bombay, like we still call it, but, um, you know, whatever you call Mumbai, uh, Bombay, Mumbai, it's just the same place. I stayed there till I was 21 and, um, and I moved to Canada after that. I came here to study. Um, the reason I left, I studied advertising media management. Right. I studied for one year. I worked for two and, um, my visa expired. So they kicked me out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, but actually I wanted to answer your first question too. Why did I leave, um, India to begin with? Um, to be very honest with you, um, I, I left India because I was very, very insecure about, about how things were going on over there because number one, there's a massive population in billions. India, all billions. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, they're all struggling towards one goal and that is, that is, um, success. So now imagine if you want to be an actor in Hollywood, you are fighting against how many people, let's say 10, just, just as an example. But at the same time, if you want to be an actor in India, you are, you are fighting against or you're competing against 100 people. Right. Um, so now that is the case with 
every industry. And I really wanted to, you know, get into the uh, media industry and I wanted to make a lot of money just like any, any, any kid would want to do. Um, but I saw the number of people over there. I was so scared. I was so insecure. I thought, no, this is not going to happen. My only other option is to just go outside where there's less people. So um, uh, it, takes, it takes a lot for me to <laughs> accept this as a fact that I was, uh, I felt, I felt like I felt a bit scared and I was a bit, it was a very, um, I don't want to use a negative word, but it was a very coward, cowardish thing to do. But, I, it, uh, I don't find it necessarily cowardice. I find it interesting that you felt you had to remove yourself physically from a location <laughs> to compete and, and yeah. come somewhere else. It's, it's interesting that you chose that route instead of, um, I, I just think Blue Ocean, right? That, like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Such a great and, book. But just kind of adapting how you're going to offer your services. You just thought, I'm just going to remove myself and put myself in a new situation <laughs> that will allow this to be Blue Ocean. It's very, it's, I'm always curious how people come to their own conclusions and I find that fascinating. It is, but you know what, you're right. Um, I was, I was in my early twenties and I did not know any better. And there's always this notion of self-doubt. So that is exactly how it started. But it's only when I landed on Canadian soil did I realize, oh my God, that was one major leap. What was <laughs> I thinking? <laughs> and that, that's, what, that's when I realized, okay, this was, this is not really this this is not that bad i did not do anything wrong i you know there's no um self respect appreciated in my in my own eyes if if you will um it turned out to be a very good decision um now i have international experience that is that is of course valued everywhere doesn't matter where you are in canada in india in australia dubai wherever you go international experience is what um is, is what is, is appreciated, you know, that people like to see international experience. So you're bringing more to the table. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's, it turned out to be a lucky mistake. A very lucky mistake <laughs> and a great adventure. <laughs> and a great adventure. Amazing adventure, actually. So you come to Canada, you take uh -huh. your schooling here, uh -huh. and then you do some work, uh -huh. and then your visa runs out. And there's no oh, way to yes, my... your visa and they boot you. Yes. How did you get back in? Uh, I was so heartbroken the first time I left because Canada was the first country I went to out of India. And I, I came here, I got this amazing, I got this crazy culture shock. So, and I was so whitewashed. <laughs> and then when I was, when I was sent back, I was, I was really heartbroken and I realized that, okay, you know what, this is, this is not for me. I, I can't really do this. I have to go back. So since that time, okay, let's say 2015, 2015 was when I, when I put my papers, my uh, immigration papers, and it took so many years for me to get it. I would have come here sooner, but because it took so long, I had an opportunity to, to travel around the world, go to different places, go to, go to the Middle East, go to Australia and work there. And, Get, get all this amazing experience. Um, but when I came back, it was last year. Actually, today, it's, it's so funny. Today, the 1st of June, I complete one year in Canada. Wow. Yes. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> happy anniversary. Happy but anniversary it is. I guess yes. that would be, yes, it would be an anniversary. <laughs> but, <laughs> happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. But to answer your question, how I got in was, it was a, it was a, difficult thing because um, since the time I applied the, the government changed and the 
come and change the immigration rules. Right. So my my application was rejected a couple of times just because the rules changed and I did not it did not fit the category. Um, but now I'm here. Uh, it finally got processed, and I've been here uh, one full year, and I cannot be any happier. I, I'm going to tell the audience. So I came across Narit um, on Instagram, and it was a photo. I don't know how I came across this photo, but it was beautiful. And then I read the post. And you have an uncanny way of bringing something to life. So you have these beautiful photos, and you take beautiful photos. Thank you so much. And then you bring it to life through the history you tell of the place that you've taken this photo from. And it changes the dynamic. I mean, like I said, like I saw the photo and I went, wow, this is really pretty. I have to go like this. And, and I'm, I don't spend a ton of time on social media, but when I do, I, I tend to look for something that's drawing something out of me and experience out of me or enriching me in some way. And I found that with your photo and then reading the, the actual post itself changed everything for me and that's actually why i invited you originally why i invited you to have a conversation to see what else was there because this is such an interesting way of representing a visual through your um instagram account well whatever you just said gave me goosebumps because that is exactly <laughs> what i wanted to do you know just just let people know not just about fancy um burger joints or fancy places where you can drink but value the history because that is what um that is where i learned from um, other people's mistakes <laughs> what made you um, decide to post like that honestly like i said to me that was a very beautiful accidental stumble upon account i i still i, I honestly can't remember exactly how i came across your account but i'm so grateful i did can I be very honest with you? There were two reasons why, how I ended up over there. Number one, um, I'm fascinated by history. I love, I love how, um, I love the evolution of how, of how people used to live. Um, it, there is so much to learn because the thing is that if we do not know our history, we are tend to make those mistakes over and over again. Right. But if you remember them and if you learn from other people's mistakes, then you are a pure genius. <laughs> um, that is why history is very important to me. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but if you learn from it, then, then, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to fall and learn all the time. You there are times to... when you, right. exactly, you don't have to experience the bad things and learn from every time. Yes, there are times when it is necessary, but many times you can just get by, by learning from someone else's mistake. And we and see that is why again, how history repeats itself. Exactly. And that is because people did not value the importance of learning history. Um, and that is why I'm so, so much fascinated by history and I write about it. Number two is because I saw this, I saw this, um, the way Instagram has changed people's lives. People put all the philosophical lines under a selfie. And I thought, how is that too connected? That is, that does not make any sense. If you show me, if you show me, um, a single mother struggling and then you write a um how do i put it a, 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 an inspirational quote then that yeah. makes sense to me but right. i don't want to see your bathroom selfie and and talk about, and you know your description is all about how you uh, 
how you reach success. That doesn't make any sense. And I thought if those two things are not connected and people are still buying it, then why not this? If I show them a fancy building of Dubai, but tell them how Dubai um, was struggling in the, in the 80s uh, or before that, till, till the time oil was found, uh, um, then wouldn't that make more sense than randomly seeing bathroom selfies and inspirational quotes that they have nothing to do with? Right. <laughs> Connect the dots. Exactly. Um, so here's a fancy picture and here's a history lesson. Go enjoy. I love that you do that. Thank you. The world needs lots of people like that. Because <laughs> that's genuine value. I think that content has genuine value. I get something from that. And I get, I get it from twofold. I get it from a visual, which is beautiful. And then I have a history piece on the back end, well, we're front, um, but I get this history piece that I didn't know about and it opens me up to another culture that I'm unfamiliar with or that piece of that culture that I was unfamiliar with. And I love that. I always want to be opened. Thank you. Thank you so much. The purpose is served. I, I appreciate <laughs> at least someone <laughs> out of all the people came up to me and they told me, um, this is, I, I really appreciate it. I, I feel like I should do this more often now. See, it's your calling. It seems to be. It's why, it's why we're having this conversation today, which is so great. Okay, so you, you got booted from the country. Yes. You have traveled around to different places, and mm -hmm. you basically had, I think it's very funny that out of negative experiences or what we perceive as negative, right? Okay, so I'm kicked mm -hmm. out of a country that I want to stay in. We mm -hmm. think that this is the worst thing in the world, but really what it ended up doing was opening doors to you to be able to go to places like Dubai and work right. and places like Australia and work and expand and meet people and learn history and then bring that back and offer that out through your account. I yeah, I I love serendipitous moments, even though we don't think that's what it is. Uh, it is. Um, I'm, I, I don't know. It just it just happened. It just happened. You are right about that. When one door closes, um, a million others would open. You just have to be strong enough mentally to to be able to see that. And if you if you crack that code, if you understand that, then nothing can pull you down. And you definitely can um, achieve your goals, whatever you've set them, uh, set them to be. So speaking of goals, okay, so you made it a goal to leave uh, Mumbai. Yes. Came to Canada. Mm -hmm. Did you achieve your goals in the, okay, did you achieve your goals like coming over here? You said, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to, Actually, this I'm going to cut this because this is just veering off in a different direction. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all good. It's all good. But you can still ask me whatever you want to ask me. It's okay. I do want to ask kind of what life was like growing up in Mumbai because I don't know anything about it at all. Oh, um, um, life in Mumbai. Life in Mumbai was very, very different. Um, number one, um, I come from a middle-class family in Mumbai, which means that I am nothing like what you saw one, like one of those kids that you saw in slumdog millionaire right. i come from a middle class family so i was privileged to a certain extent right. um i could go to school i had regular clothes they were washed cleaned 
food was on the table every time I was hungry or maybe when I was not hungry, it was, it was ready. So I had that privilege. I did not have the privilege of, let's say, a, a regular American kid or a regular, um, I don't know, let's say European kid, but I had my privileges and it wasn't that bad. Um, Did you see it that way when you were a kid? Sorry, say that again, please. Did you see it that way when you were growing up? Um, No, of course not. As a kid, (laughs) you never, ever appreciate what you have. Never. (laughs) No matter how much your parents do for you as a kid, it is never enough. And I'm... um, (laughs) I feel sad, of course, you know, grew up and I told my parents, I told my mom and dad, sorry for being being an annoying kid, but... uh, And I'm thankful you put up with me. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't put up with myself. <laughs> but um, life, in, life in India was life in India was very beautiful because um, food was ready, laundry was done, um, school was nothing but a place to hang out with friends. Um, food was always so tasty. Um, people with different emotions. It is. It is so different because I grew up in India in the nineties. It's. It's, it's amazing. We literally saw the rise and fall of cassettes, CDs, USB keys, and all of that um, within the, in, the, in the safe environment of your family. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. But yeah, I definitely saw crazy, crazy, crazy amount of people. So nothing surprises me when people go to Eden Center on Sunday and they complain about how many people there are. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> like this is a quiet day. This is a quiet day, exactly. You're lucky. You're lucky. You're so lucky your family still lives in Mumbai? Um, half of my family. My sister moved to Australia. She had her own goals. Um, my mom is in Australia with her right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a homemaker, so she's now that the kids are all grown up, she she chills. She goes to US, she goes to Australia, she stays in Mumbai. But my father, he has his own business in Mumbai, so he doesn't get. Uh, he travels a lot, by the way, um, but he doesn't get to live outside of India for for a very long time. He's a he's a biggie in Bollywood. He's a makeup artist, and nice. he's traveled. He's traveled all around the world. Um, so oh, which also. Um, exposed me to Bollywood. So I have met literally every Bollywood star as a kid. <laughs> you did live a privileged life. <laughs> I did live a very privileged li- life, yeah. No, but it's, it's funny because um, it's, it's there, but it's not almost, but it's, but it's you know, not, not there yet. How do I put it? Because my father was a makeup artist and at that time makeup artists were not as respected as they are today. Yeah. Um, I was just a makeup artist kid and I was exposed to all those things. It's, it's like, it's like I can see the, um, I can see the fruit hanging, but I can, all I can do is a see, um, you know, whatever other people could see on TV, I could see that in real, but not participate in it. Right. That but, is a struggle of middle life. But I, I think it's kind of interesting because that's more behind the scenes. Like the things that are said and shared in that chair Mm-hmm. are quite different than what people perceive outside for this person who is famous. That is that is true. That is very true. It's kind I just of happen- the underbelly or the, you know, <laughs> it's kind of the <laughs> underbelly of that person because it's the moment that they get to just be them. They get to be them mad. They get to be them having a really shitty day or they get to be them having an exciting, awesome day. That is true. You get to witness all that but never get to participate in it. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. 
And did you ever just kind of like hang out with your dad on days that he was working? I did. I did. Um, people were gen- you know, generally nice to me because at that time you're a kid. So people don't <laughs> shoo you away. Just like imagine if I would just walk walk into a set where I do not belong, they would, of course, not <laughs> have They would have kicked you out. Yes, of course. Yeah, they would easily, easily. Just I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd just walk out, just make their lives easy. But as a kid, be, uh, people were, of course, very nice to me. Um, but how do I put it? So I was lucky enough to go to a movie set, but I was not lucky enough to be a part of a... I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how to put it. I was, I was lucky enough to be there, but I wasn't lucky enough to participate in it. That is the best way I can put it. Um, out of all the people who, who want to live that life, I could be there right next to them, witness it, but not be able to live that life. If that makes any sense, because I, I used to hang out with uh, all the, or not exactly hang out, but at least know all the, all the movie stars. Right. But, um, but only when, when they were, when they were right in front of me and it makes you it makes you strive it makes you want to have that life which is even worse because all my friends who are in front of that tv they don't really know what kind of lives they live and it's better when they don't know if you're not going to get it right Uh, but i was there and it was it was one of those it was it's such a tease you know uh when you see them living the most amazing life but then you go back home and then people love you because you you got to witness all of that but how am, I, how am I supposed to tell them, oh, I just witnessed it. I didn't really live that life. Right. So, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing. Do you think that's one of the reasons why you decided to go into marketing? Like, why did you choose the path you did? Um, you know what? That is, you're right. That is actually the reason I got into, I got into the whole uh, marketing industry. Um, because I saw that from an, from an early age and I did not have that. Um, I did not have what what other people had when it comes to finance, when it comes to uh, respect, um, and I really wanted to get that. That is that is why I chose media. Um, and, but it was like I said when when I studied media, I had all these plans. But when I got it, when I got out there, and when I tried to um, break into the market, I realized, oh my god, this is I'm not the only one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how do I yeah, make you, myself stand out in a in an ocean of one billion people, two billion people? Yes, two billion people. That is exactly true, and it it it's crazy the number of people who come to Mumbai on a regular basis to make it big. How am I supposed to compete against all those all those people? Um, I overthinked about it, um, and that's how I ended up here. But like I like we discussed about this, it was a lucky mistake, and it did help me stand out. So. A little bit of luck, a little bit of hard work, and a lot, a lot, and a lot of prayers and well wishes from my family. And a lot of believing in yourself, because ultimately, in the end, you could have just quit. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Which is what happens with a lot, right? A lot of people are like, this is my dream. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. not going the way I think it's going to go. And so, therefore, I'm just going to fear direction and do something completely different and it is, but it's it's funny how. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that is going to. I don't know if you will find it interesting, but literally every mistake I made, literally every mistake I made, somehow, I learned something from it, and till today, till today, I benefit from it. So, 
uh, like I said, I belong to a middle class family. I had all the basic necessities, but I did not have all, extra. anything extra. Extra. So, for example, how imagine if your kid is interested in hockey, but you cannot afford the hockey equipment because let's be honest, it, it is very expensive. The very same way it was like that for me for when it came to cricket. You know the game, right? Yeah. So yep. the cricket gear and everything. I could play. I could play it on the streets, but I could not play for it in my school because parents have to pay for that. And my and my I saw the struggle. I did not want to pressurize them. So what I did was I started doing parkour. Do you know anything about parkour? Oh, I know all about parkour. Perfect. Parkour is cool. Yes. You do parkour? I do parkour. Yes. And um, that's how I. That's how it started. Um, I started doing parkour because it requires zero equipment. All you need is just your environment and your running shoes, um, and your creativity, <laughs> and some flexibility, how- <laughs> and, some <laughs> and some talent. Uh, well, it comes. It comes. I mean, uh, you. That is something that you can develop over the period of time. Right. Um, but you have to start somewhere. So that is how it started. I started doing parkour. I started doing stunts. Uh, I started working as a stunt double for a short period of time. I guess. Um, so I can. So I know how it is to climb places safely and get to point A, get from point A to B. Um, and I still use those skills to do my pictures. I would not doubt that. And because what other photographers cannot achieve. Uh, of course, by all means, they can be better than me when it comes to actual creativity. But reaching places, getting that perfect angle, right. I know I have an upper hand on it because unknowingly, I was preparing for it all my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that translates into your photography. I love that. <laughs> so I do not know. See how, how, one, how one thing can lead to another. You don't really know. But it is benefiting you. You don't know that. You do not appreciate it right now. But it is, you're learning from it. And it is going to stay with you. Absolutely. Absolutely it does. So many experiences we have build upon the last upon the last to get us where we are right now. And very powerful ways now. Even though we didn't think they were that powerful when we were learning them or that they had any relevance whatsoever. Exactly, exactly my point. And that is why I value everything that I have. Because when I realized that, when I realized that, oh my God, I am learning, I am utilizing what I learned when I was 19 today, it just opened my eyes and it made me value things that I have right now. What I till yesterday thought that it was, you know, it is insufficient. I started valuing them more. Now I think, oh my God, this is really nice. The reason I call in the very beginning of the, interview or in the beginning of our conversation i told that i'm i was privileged it's because now my perception is different if you had asked me about this sometime back i would have said oh yeah i had a very difficult upbringing but now i i look at things so differently right i look at things and i think no no i was very privileged i did not know then but i know now there is a lot to be said about perception and i talked about this in my podcast in the past but about the perception we have and the gratitude that we hold for the experiences And if I'm always looking at the experience from a negative perspective, I don't get the gift from the, from the experience. You're right. You're absolutely right. I'm missing it. And honestly, I'm grateful for everything every day. There is so much we get in a day. And I've been thinking my thoughts have been very heavy into the gifts that we receive every single day um, from different people, experiences, whatever flows through our day. It's, 
continuously gifting us. It's just a matter of whether we are aware of those gifts. And sometimes they're just small and sometimes they're really big. That is true. That is true. At times you don't even, you don't even think that it is, that it, it, that it exists, but it's only, it's only later on in your life. Do you realize, Oh my God, no, this was, this was the best thing that ever happened to me. But you know what the most important thing is out of that when time comes, be, be smart enough to appreciate it. Be, be open, open. to understand um, different, you know, different, different ways of looking at it. Don't be so close. Don't, don't, don't hold that hate in your heart. Don't do that. Otherwise you're not going anywhere. It's true. It's true. Okay. So I had a really funny experience and this just kind of represents what we're discussing. So I wrote a novel in a month of quite a few years back now. And in the process of this, at one point I'm writing every day and these characters are just kind of flowing out of me now. And I feel like I'm the conduit and I'm just typing. And I'm about three or four pages into this one scene. And I don't understand why the main character is doing what she's doing. And I'm literally speaking to my computer out loud going, why are you doing this? I'm just going to end up deleting all this. This is so stupid. Oh my God. And then bam, the protagonist walks around the corner and everything makes sense. It's all relevant. And then I literally had a, a quick moment where I went, oh my God, I foreshadowed this <laughs> two chapters ago. Oh my God. This and is amazing. And it's so hilarious because I had no idea that anything that I'd written two chapters ago was actually leading up to this or that this scene that I thought I was going to throw out ended up being such a pivotal moment in the story and it was absolutely important. But that's kind of us in life, right? We have all these weird little things going on in our day that we think have no relevance or no significance. Mm -hmm. And then, bam, something happens. <laughs> Realize it all has significance. It does. It does. You see, you're one of those smart ones who actually understood it, but there are some people who still struggle with it. They still um, hold things um, responsible when, when, when it's not, you know? It's, how do I put it? Um, you were smart enough to understand that, okay, you know what? It was, it's good that I didn't delete anything because now everything makes sense. But some people still are struggling with that. And, and they um, just want to delete it. <laughs> yeah, they just want to delete it. So I just, everyone, whoever's, whoever is listening to this podcast, I would like to tell them, whatever you have done, don't, don't get rid of it. Hold on to it. I know somewhere someone will appreciate it. Look at me. I had no idea Brandy would ever call me and we wouldn't do this. But who knew? Who knew that we, it would be, I would be sharing my story with so many people, right? So, and someone would reach out through an Instagram account. Exactly. And now exactly. you're on a podcast and we're having a discussion and we're sharing with a whole bunch of people who may or may not have ever acknowledged what it's like to one, immigrate into a country or the problems that exist around that, or what it's like to live in a city of, or a, a place of 2 billion people and the challenges that arise from that. And you get to share it with all of us privileged Canadians or whomever <laughs> is listening to this. Actually, there's quite a few Canadians and Americans that listen to this. And then there's some in Japan. So um, some Japan, few in Australia. There's some interesting um, dynamics of where people are listening from. But the majority of them are sitting in more of a privileged state in general, right? Because right? even when we're, when we're middle class here, we just assume 
I shouldn't say this because that's not necessarily true, but I'm just thinking about my kids and we have mm-hmm. discussions around this and they still don't really fully understand how privileged a life they are, but they're kids and that's normal. Right. It's, it's normal. It's a part of growing up. What is more important yes. is when they come of age, they, they realize it by themselves. Um, but I do tell this to all my colleagues as well who have kids. If you think that your kids are uh, being how they are, and if you think that they do not appreciate what you, what you provide to them, um, instead of go, taking them to a fancy mm-hmm. um, European tour, let's yeah. just, in, you know, for one week, whatever, yeah. you, whatever you're going to spend in Europe in one week is exactly what you're going to spend um, for one whole month or two months in India take them there, spend some time over there. And when they realize what other people, and not just India, it could be any other country. It could be any other third world country. You take them, they see it with, you know, with their own eyes. They will actually realize how beautiful life is um, being your kid and how lucky they are to be born on Canadian soil. I can honestly say the first time I ever traveled overseas, I went to Greece. And it's the second world country. And I didn't know that. I just assumed it was a first world country. It seemed like that when I landed. I was young. Um, I, I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first experience with um, cultural differences really woke me up to what I had in Canada. And when my th- I spent three, three, three and a half months there, um, I loved Greece. It was an amazing country. And I'm so grateful for my time there. But when I came home, I cannot tell you how grateful I was to be a Canadian woman at home. (laughs) (laughs) See, it just opens up your eyes, right? It certainly did. And that's why I find travel so absolutely important in our development of understanding cultures and understanding and relating to the people around us, regardless of where we are. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's 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 all about experience. Once you once you experience that, once you learn that, nothing can take that away from you. That that experience. There's a massive difference between watching a documentary and personally right. going there and experiencing it. Well, and that shifts. I feel that shifts your perspective forever. You would never go back in knowing. I I live a privileged life. Like this is how I live here. It's not the same as there. I can't pretend it's the same as there. I've been, <laughs> I've experienced it. I've met the people. We've had the conversations. I now know. I can't plead ignorance. And you don't. And you you wouldn't anyways. It shifts and alters that perception and opens you more to being a much better person to other people and cultures and having more respect for your own. Exactly. It it actually makes you start loving things that you absolutely despised. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I'll, I'll tell you something, and this is controversial, but um, I do not hate, I do not hate governments anymore. I mean, you know, when when I came here, people people were like, "Oh, the government isn't doing this; they are doing yeah. that." But and I yeah. keep telling them, you know what? Who they are? They are they are people like us who go who go do yeah. their jobs, and they are trying. They're trying their level best. They're doing way better than any other countries if you think about it you know if you yeah. if you if you if you try to compare what our what our appointed um, ministers or politicians are doing for us i mean they are doing way better than what other countries are doing for for their citizens if you if you have to compare but i i do understand i do i i can definitely say that there are certain ways where we can improve but if you look at the whole picture like an overall picture, we're doing way, way, way better 
than than any other country. <laughs> and that is why I don't, I don't I the whole the whole feeling of hatred towards anything has just left from my heart. It's just gone. I could be one of those annoying positive guys, but <laughs> hey, I am way happier in my life than <laughs> than someone who is not, you know. Just makes your life easy. It does. It makes your life much, much easier. I would agree. Um, and releasing anger over things we have zero control over. Like one of the biggest lessons I learned was that I can't, I can't control what someone else does. I can't. I can hope I can try and influence. I can try and dictate, but that person ultimately makes their choices. Mm -hmm. And it aligns with what I want or it does not. And I can't change that. But I can change the way that I see it. That is that is true. But put it on a t-shirt. I'd wear it. <laughs> <laughs> can't change you, but I can change the way I see you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it does really help us live happier lives. Do I always want to be angry at the world? No, not really. No, not really. You, you know what? Um, <laughs> because I was one of those angry teenagers, I realized one thing that, oh my God, being angry is so tiring. <laughs> it's exhausting. It just, it's, it's exhausting. <laughs> like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> this is, this is I'm so tired of hating on everything. I'm, I'm so exhausted. I just want to go home now and I just want to be, be you know, I just want to appreciate it. I just want to go hug my, my mom and my dad and just want to tell them, oh my God, I'm sorry. I was, I was so bad um, and, oh, and so difficult to deal with. Either. Because just as much as your experiences have led you down the path and they are all relevant, same with them. Trust me, as a parent, and I can honestly say this now, as a parent, I learn more from my kids than I teach them. And trust me, I am constantly trying to teach them <laughs> to the point where they just want to shoot me more times than not. They're like, oh, mom, not this But they are always teaching me and guiding me and expanding me and helping me be a better person because I get to see things from a very different perspective than I ever would have without them. So trust me, you never have to really apologize. Just thank them. <laughs> that is true. That is exactly why families are, right? You learn. doesn't matter what role you play in a family. You learn yeah. from each other. That is why families are so important. Yes. I keep telling everyone. And so you are now in Toronto, right? Yes. Yeah. And you, so you moved across an ocean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yep. moved across an ocean and you now live in Toronto. And what's it like being by yourself and in a, I mean, it's still a fairly large city, but nothing in comparison. What's it like? Um, um, it's, it's very different. People are, I don't understand, but uh, people are very busy. Yeah. They, they're always, they're like always that. in a rush. People are always in a rush. It's, it, it, I mean, if you think about it, they are not late, but I mean, we, let's, I'm, I'd include myself in because I live here now. Uh, we are never late, but we are always in a rush. Have you seen that? I have, well, I find Toronto just has its own feel. Uh, and I traveled Canada about eight times and I've been to almost every province, but two. And mm -hmm. I still feel Toronto as a whole is like no other place in this country. It is. It is amazing. It is. It is one of a kind because that is exactly why I came back. There was, there was no way I could, I could not come back. I mean, I had so many options of being everywhere, 
right? But, um, but it just pulled me back. There is something to be said too. Like there, I, I love Montreal for very different reasons than I love Toronto. And I love Vancouver for very different reasons than I love even places on the island out in on Vancouver Island because the pace is different and and people's attitudes are different on the East Coast than they are the West Coast. The West Coast, true. Yeah, the East Coast people are uh, such a it's a different world there. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, and see, this is something that you cannot explain, but you have to experience. So no matter how much we how much we try to explain this or talk about it, there's, there's no way a listener would be able to experience it by just listening. They would have to come here. They would have to experience it firsthand to actually understand that what exactly these guys were talking about. There's no way. I, I, in my vocabulary, I have no words that I'd be able to explain how, how amazing it is to live here. That's such a beautiful thing to say. Because <laughs> again, people from their own countries tend to just take it for granted and, you know, and then we see people who come, they fight, they struggle, they do whatever it takes to get into the country mm-hmm. and to be able to stay here and stake their claim in a new place and start a new life. It is. It is. People, people have managed to do that. And um, they are definitely more appreciative of things that are over here. Yeah. Uh, have, have your parents had a chance to visit? Oh yes, my I tried to. Um, I want to keep my parents close, right? Because now they're almost retired. Right. So last time I was here, um, I called my mom. So what I thought was let her come during summer and let her stay for a long time, so she can see the transition from summer to to winter. Come fall, she was gone. She was like, "No, this is <laughs> this is darn cold. <laughs> this is very very cold." Yeah, yeah. She she stayed till Nuit Blanche, and then she's like, "Okay, nope." I'm going back to India. <laughs> this is way too cold for me. And I don't blame her, you know, at that age, um, adapting to a weather Shift. so harsh. Yeah, yeah. is going to be a bit difficult. So I don't blame her. I tried. I tried. I gave her an option. She can come. She can come stay close to me. Um, <laughs> if not, it's okay. I, I'll go, go and visit her. It's all good. It's really beautiful here in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh, she'll disown me <laughs> if I trick her like that. <laughs> it is so funny because I, I I grew up here, I was born here, I've lived here almost my whole life, and I still am not comfortable with our winters. Oh yeah, you you can never be. It's it's not in human nature, but we but we <sighs> struggle and we strive, and that's what makes us Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um, I wanted to ask you about your Instagram account. So mm-hmm. what are you doing with your Instagram account? Because I know you um, use it as a tool mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you fill in the rest of that blank. Okay. So um, when I was in Dubai, yeah. I started working as a freelancer with Dubai and Abu Dhabi tourism. Now, if you've seen any of the ads on Instagram or anywhere else, even if you just Google search, you know that Dubai's ski selling point is uh, of course oil and tourism the beautiful beautiful buildings it's it's like a city from the future if you go to the middle east if you go to dubai not any middle east city but yeah. let's just say dubai or abu dhabi you have i have never seen wealth or i have never seen uh, a city so so beautiful and and it's just 
it's, it's, there, there's no way I can explain things. You know, just the buildings of the highest, uh, I mean, the, the tallest building um, is there, the, the world's biggest, I mean, people over there in average are just so wealthy. So everywhere you go, literally everywhere you, you point your camera, yeah. It's a beautiful image, and right. that is our key. That is their selling point. I, and as a photographer, I had to capture all that and yeah, that send them wrong. pictures. <laughs> um, and as as a photographer, I had to go and capture all of that. Um, but what they do is they do a lot of um, influencer marketing. So they call all the biggies from Instagram and YouTube. They invite them to Dubai. They give them free stay, free experience. And what my job was to capture them having a good time. And send all the pictures to Dubai tourism so that they can post it on on their on their social media. And that is exactly how influencer marketing works. And um, I realized how much I love to do pictures of buildings and not portraits. Yeah. Um, so I started mixing the two. That's how I started because I had to keep both of them happy. Um, the influencer because he or she would be posting those pictures on their own Instagram. Right. And Dubai tourism would also want those pictures to serve their purpose. So I tried to mix the two and that became my style. That became another happy mistake or lucky mistake. I, I started mixing um, portraits with architecture. Yeah. And if you go see my Instagram, there would hardly be any pictures of just the architecture or just nature. There are some pictures where I don't want to disturb the, the, the serenity of that, of that place. So I try not to include any model or anyone in the picture, but, literally every picture would have one person in the middle with beautiful beautiful landscape in the in the background and that has become my style and um and signature and, and signature if you yeah. if, if you will um and that is how i make that is how i got the current job that i have i i work at an architectural firm i do pictures for them full-time nine to five and nice. on the weekends, on the weekends, um, just like any other photographer, I'm open to other freelance work, uh, which I also get from Instagram because now, nowadays, what people, what, what people like to do in their wedding pictures, for example, is they try to make it look so cinematic right. that it's, it's not just those key moments. Right. Uh, it, is about, it is about how beautiful can you make me and my wife look in this background. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I take my Instagram very seriously and that is how I do business. Um, I show people what I can achieve, what can be done with mundane things and I can make regular things make, look really beautiful. Eh, it'll change your perception too. <laughs> <laughs> and there might be a little history lesson in there somewhere. <laughs> oh yes, that too. It, it has to, it has to serve, it has to serve multiple purposes. I love that. As it should. Most things in life should serve more than one purpose. It's rare to actually serve just one purpose in that moment. It's no, rare. then it becomes, it becomes, too, becomes too boring. Um, every time you look at it, you, it, it, should, it should strike something different. Um, if, you, if, I, if I try to capture you and your husband or you and your kids, every time you look at that picture, you will appreciate something different. Um, and that is what my goal is to to not make it look um not to make it look like someone else's picture but it should strike a different emotion every time you look at it and it tells a different story so you're catching it tells a different story that are, yeah bits and pieces of the story that you get from the whole it's it kind of reminds me of this um quote that i it's my favorite quote of all times and every time i read that quote 
something else is drawn up. I resonate with a different part of it because of either something that's happening in my life at that time, or it just is more impactful in the moment. And I love that. I love that we get many experiences from one thing. Yep, that is true. And a photo definitely can do that. And yeah, that is that is just me trying to change people's perception. You know how people are always self-doubting? Yeah. Here you look you look at yourself from a third person's point of view. Yeah. And you you see how how beautiful of a person you are. I love that that's what you're doing. So we talked about changing perspectives and that's what you do through the eye or the lens, the eye of your lens, the lens of your camera. Yes. (laughs) And you get to gift that to people. I get to give that to people. I like to, I like to see how happy they are, the reaction and, and the history bit is for myself. (laughs) (laughs) But also fascinating. Just saying. But Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. You know, that you think like that. I really like that. I'm positive I am not the only person that thinks like that. <laughs> what is what is Instagram account? Uh-oh. It is, my Instagram account is uh, my first name and my last name, N-I-R-M-I-T-G-I-R-E. And that's my, that's my Instagram account. I'm just going to ask that again because my mic popped out and now has come back in. So, and what is your Instagram account? My Instagram account is my first name and my last name, Nirmit Gire. I'll spell it out for you. It is N-I-R-M-I-T-G-I-R-E, Nirmit Gire. Fantastic. So now people know how to find you and how to do work with you because your work is beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. You are welcome. And I think that kind of wraps up our conversation. Is there anything else that you want to talk about that I have not hit on, talked on, um, that you want to represent about? Mm. Yes. Bring um, it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a kind of a, um, it's, it's kind of a lesson that I learned um, in my, my whatever little experience I have had, <laughs> um, whatever comes your way, um, don't be scared. Don't, don't, um, don't doubt yourself so much because when you doubt, um, you have already lost the battle. Um, there's only a chance of winning if you give it a try. And that is exactly what happened with, with my career as a photographer. Um, I started photography not too long ago. I started three years back. I literally got my first camera, um, like my professional camera, in 2016. And um, which means that I started photography when I was 26, way later than than all the um, regular photographers. And you know what? I have that was the best decision I've ever made. Um, all you have to do is just trust yourself, trust yourself, make, just stop thinking of yourself as you are under someone. You're definitely not above someone. Don't be, don't be, um, don't be too cocky. Uh, you need to understand that you are in line with everyone and you're not underneath, you're not below anyone. So number one, once you start respecting yourself, then only then will uh, work come to you. Only then will other people will start respecting you. Um, if you see yourself as as a 
as as someone who cannot do it, then other people will definitely not be able to see um, any other way. Even they will be convinced because you are not confident. If you convince yourself that you can do it, then other people will see it and they will they will follow you. I learned this. Everyone learns it. Um, I'm not the only one. Uh, I just wish that I had learned it sooner. Finding your own value is absolutely key to success in life, period. Once we see our own value and we know what we bring to the table, we can offer something really great. But it's in the interim of figuring that value out. I think that's when we're, that's what you're talking about. It's, it's that, that moment before you understand exactly exactly people get influenced all the time people are so influ- people get influenced all the time and you have to influence them that you have to let them know in the most polite in the most humble way possible <laughs> that you can do it and that is how you grow um that is my way of that is my way of working i i i won't be backstabbing anyone i won't be talking anything negative about my competition but i will just let them know that i know i can do it yeah and once they see how confident i am they will be confident it's it, honestly when we bring value to the table it's a gift we give to the others too because then they don't have to worry about whether or not you can do this <laughs> <laughs> that is true because you know you can yeah and you just bring it exactly look at you you are doing this right i mean how many people how many other people do that but you still do it if you had doubted yourself you would have never been able to reach where you are right now I just, um, but you seriously it took own... me two years to get this podcast actually first recorded because i was <laughs> totally doubting myself <laughs> but look at you you're doing so well now and, and i'm so happy for you 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 it took you two hours it took you two years for some people it might be less for some people it might be a lot more than just two years and but everyone reaches there i i just hope that through our conversation um someone else would be inspired to to do what they have always been wanting to do um because if you if you don't give it a try you would never know you would never know one thing is for sure if you don't try it's not going to happen well that is a given that's the gift that you just gave to when you talked about photography because it's your main source of income it's your main source of joy and it was never something that was even a part of the picture for you up until three years ago. And how did you open up to photography? How did that even come into the landscape for you? Um, it all it still, it, again, it connected because um, it connected to what I used to do before because I, like I said, I used to do parkour. Right. Um, people, all the photographers would call me to do, picture, uh, to do pictures of parkour. <gasps> and that's how I got uh, introduced to cameras. So. I saw how they would talk to each other. You know, when photographers, there are two photographers doing the same thing. They would be the main photographer, second photographer. They would ask me to do that jumps multiple times and they would talk to each other. Oh my God, what were your settings? How was it this? How was it that? And I thought, you know what? This is so intriguing. I want to learn because I wanted to be a better parkour model. So right. I, wanted to, I wanted to give them what they wanted. And I could only do that if I understood their language. So I understood their language and I realized, oh my God, this is so beautiful. This is so amazing. So right. I, started, I started doing pictures of my own. Of course, I couldn't be in front of the camera. Right. I would always be behind the camera. And I realized that what, what other people wanted to achieve, what, other, what those two photographers were talking about, this, this is the way to do it. Now I understand. And then I started improvising. And then I started making my own pictures. And since then, I have been behind the camera. <laughs> 
Kind of funny how life leads us down a direction or a way that we never, ever expected. Nope. That is exactly why you should, you should appreciate what you have right now. You never know what would trigger when. Right. You just don't know. Cool. Nermeet, it's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for joining Thank you, Brandy. It was it was amazing. It's only when I spoke in it's only when I spoke about myself that I start valuing myself even more now. I'm like, this is awesome. My life is beautiful. Good. <laughs> See <laughs> <Thank> gifts. <you. laughs> exactly. See? Appreciating what you have right now. It's, that's uh, right. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You you contact you know, we, we got in touch and this made me feel really good about myself once again. Good. good. I'm glad that I could give that to you today. And I'm glad that you can gift so much to so many through the work that you do and through the podcast and the conversation we've had today. Thanks again. I really appreciate that. I appreciate it. Thank you for spending time with me. What an absolutely beautiful human being. I so enjoyed that journey with him. Now for next week, peeps, we are going to talk about fun. We're going to talk about fun. And how we should just incorporate fun into all the things we do and why we don't incorporate fun into the things that we do and how to do it in a way that still allows us to be productive, but really gives us all that we need to really accelerate our lives and be playful in our lives. So super excited to bring that to you next week. If you are liking what we're doing at Fair It Goes, come give us five stars. Come subscribe. I And come comment because honestly, I love hearing what you guys have to say. So go to fearitgoes.com under podcasts and you'll see the latest podcast there. And you will also have a space to write your comments and send us questions or anything that you guys are interested in hearing. I would love to bring it to you. So until next week, my beautiful peeps, have an absolutely extraordinary week. Are you feeling down, anxious, not yourself? Sometimes medication can help. Having to find a provider, wait for an appointment, then deal with a huge bill can make things worse. Do better with HERS. We'll connect you with a licensed psychiatry provider for an online evaluation. If medication's prescribed, HERS ships directly to your door. Affordable care, no insurance required. Get started with a free consultation at forhers.com. That's F-O-R-H-E-R-S.com. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information.